0: Hello, everybody! Thank you so much for joining me for another edition of I don't know this special special time we're having here with the pandemic pandemic rather called COVID-19. With us today, we have Melissa Dobbins, who is the founder of a great tech startup called Career.Place, where they're combating bias in hiring. Thank you so much for joining me, Melissa.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here, virtually, of course.
0: Exactly. It's a pandemic. I would shake your hand, but we have to be socially distanced. So. (laughs)
1: Well, wow. to be honest, I hate that term "socially distance." It's physically distance. We do not want to socially separate each other.
0: And you know what? I've had that discussion as well. We're socializing more online, um, and we are showing showing how tech is not tearing us apart. It's actually bringing us together as a society. So I'm I'm liking the different spins. Like like you said, it's not socially distance. It is physical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So tell us, why did you start Career.Place?
1: Well, it's personal. Just like with a lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, it's a problem that affects them personally, and I'm no exception. For me, it was my own journey as I climbed the corporate ladder in in the world of high tech. As I ran product management, product strategy organizations, you know, to be successful means to get to an exit, to to get past the... um, to get past the build stage and someone sees how great the products are how great the company is and they acquire it the downside of an acquisition is you go from growth mode into sustained mode and i love growth so i would go back into the job market and look for my next venture and every step of the way it got harder and harder because the types of questions that i was being asked as a director than as a vp were things like can you fire people because it's emotionally difficult and can you handle working with a bunch of men and other questions like that. And it became very, very clear that they were so distracted by what they saw when I walked into a room by the assumptions that they made because of what I looked like and what I am, that they forgot to ask me about what I do and how I could add value to their organizations. And I kid you not, it got so bad. I started walking out of more interviews than I completed where I'd stop them in the middle and I say, look, what you're asking me is illegal. It's inappropriate. It's not relevant. Here are the questions you need to ask me in order to know if I know how to run a roadmap, if I know how to do future strategy for an organization, if I know how to help a company get to exit. Give me a call when you're ready to ask me those questions. And then I'd leave. And you know, it, it started that frustration of why is this the way it is? Why can't People take the time and think about what they need, why are they so distracted by what they see? And it got to this point where I had this eureka moment. Either I had to put up with this problem or I had to become part of the solution. So I decided to do the latter. And I started this company, Career.Place, which is a tech company, in order to help organizations and individuals focus first on what matters and not get distracted by what doesn't not get distracted by what they see. And we solve the problem through things like
0: anonymity. I love it. I absolutely agree. The struggle is definitely there um, for those who don't fit the picture of what a company's culture looks like or they or they want it to be. When you absolutely. were when you were out in corporate, not even corporate but startup space, right? Sometimes corporations do have entrepreneurship But what was your biggest accomplishment in your career in tech thus far and and definitely Career.Place being part of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there are several things that that I look back at as either fantastic learning experiences or accomplishments. Um, Everything from watching the careers of the product managers that that work for me and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, since we've worked together, which is fantastic. The more you're able to teach and show others to go down the path, the more you're able to uh, hold them up and give them opportunity. It's just so satisfying. And then, of course, with Career.Place culminating with all these experiences pulling into my organization, just seeing the differences that we are making within our customers, within our organizations. I mean, we're seeing... Um, hiring managers coming to us and, or, um, or heads of HR, talent acquisition, where they've made their very first hire in and then select the demographic here um, from the first offer to someone with autism and this excitement because they would never had a process that would allow for someone on the autism scale to make it through. And now they had an offer out for the very first time to uh, bringing in the first uh, woman of color into the executive team. And all of this was because they stopped making the assumptions and they first defined what it is they needed and then followed that path. And between that and the anonymity, people were making it through that they had never even given a second look to. And just seeing these stories over and over again is just such a fantastic feeling that it's working. The solution is working and we're making a difference one higher at a time.
0: I love it. You love the, you know, it's the, it's a. It can work it can happen and when it is it's like okay this is a win for not only you but for so many people in that process and that's and that's the best part about you know startup
1: well and with diversity and inclusion it really is a win-win there isn't a a single winner because teams teams that are more diverse that have a diversity of thought which is usually seen as diversity in demographics, But when they're able to see through problems with different angles and have different wisdoms and experiences brought to all the problems, they solve them better. They're more motivated, they're more productive, they're more creative. Meanwhile, we're opening the doors for so many individuals that have not been evaluated and considered fairly for no other reason than the assumptions that were made rather than the individual behind those resumes, behind those assumptions. So it's a win-win all around. And why wouldn't it feel fantastic to be in a um, in an, a business that allows for that?
0: I absolutely agree. I guess that we have a lot in common as we already know. <laughs> now, when you're looking at uh, COVID-19 and continuing the hiring process through COVID-19, are you seeing any companies that are reverting back Or are they like, you know what, we want to still make sure this is our priority for our organization?
1: Well, it's a little hard to tell right now, being in the midst of the pandemic and the crisis mode. What we're seeing the most of is just a freeze of all decisions, a freeze of all hiring, a freeze of all strategy. Everyone's gone into survival mode. And we're seeing a lot more people in HR, unfortunately, that are thinking about furloughs and layoffs than they are about hiring. That's not universal. There are definitely organizations out there hiring and they're just going as fast as they can. And the bar became very, very low because we have to keep these these industries, these professions going Um, or things come to a standstill. So where I think we're very much interested in paying attention to and watching is what happens when we come out of the crisis mode. When we have those 17 plus million people and counting who filed for unemployment coming back into the workplace and organizations turning back on. Are we going to see that inversion that sometimes happens when we're in an employer's market? where There's a lot of competition for every job, in which case we do see a lot of resurgence of bad behaviors. Or are we gonna see the strides that diversity and inclusion has made through the past few years in this this time where it's the employee's market and trying to pull in that talent, are we gonna see those persist? And it's an open question. I'm really, really hoping we see a lot of those good practices and behaviors persisting.
0: I I actually agree with you. And and unfortunately, like you said, a lot of employers have started to lay off or freeze hiring to decide where they're gonna go. As you're looking through how employers do hiring through, um, through career.place, are you also looking at how they are training their employees as, as well?
1: Um, not in the major focus area of what we do. I mean, one of the things that we decided early on was to focus very heavily on the inclusive nature of the hiring process. So from the job description to the hire selection. That doesn't mean that training and culture and the entire experience from onboarding on is not crucially important to diversity and inclusion, um, but it's not our particular focus area. That being said, we do have a lot of of recommendations and um, thought around how you do want to train, how you want to, for example, you want to hire for potential as much as possible and train for those gaps rather than hiring to fill all of those very specific skills because what you might be getting, first of all, if you're not looking for the purple unicorn or the purple squirrel unicorn or whatever, you like to call those very elusive individuals that check every box um, and paying dearly for them. Um, but, but when you're doing that, what you pretend to happen is you're not prioritizing that potential, that growth, that team dynamic, that Um, new way of thinking that you can bring and augment the team you're just looking for something that slips into one specific slot and there's a lot you can miss when you're doing that so training uh, culture all of that is absolutely key it is not our primary focus
0: okay when it comes to removing bias out of hiring what's a common myth that you hear
1: The most common one we hear, at least the one that that drives me the most crazy is, well, there just aren't any fill in the demographic here who want this job. There just aren't any women engineers. It's not that I don't want to hire them. They're just not there. There just aren't any female executives. There just aren't any women of color who want to be VPs. All of those are just not true. (laughs) Um, So what we see is this excuse, this, whether it's the culture excuse, whether it's the accessibility excuse, it's not my fault, we're not diverse, it's just there aren't enough people out there or no one like that wants to work in my culture or whatever those are. Um, so that's probably the most common is, excuse is it's almost giving people permission to have the profile of uh, employees that they do rather than looking closely and asking, why do I have the profile of employees that I do?
0: Yeah, and evaluating your process, like what exactly, can, like, exactly, um, and I guess maybe that's just the engineer's approach, or t- you know, the analytical mind's, like, okay, this isn't working out. Let's try something different, right? And and I re- distinctly remember doing customer discovery and going to a career fair, and at this one career fair, talking to five companies, who all said, "Well, if I could find a woman um, civil engineer, that'd be great." I said, "You're talking to one." And they were all shocked. I was like, well, where do you go? And I literally just asked them, well, where do you go to recruit? And they're looking at me like they're doing something wrong. And I just start calling out all of these engineering organizations that they are like, I had no clue about those. So it's like, right. what is your process? That
1: Right. And, and when you look at, especially when you look at ranking people, so entry level is one of the The numbers get very thin in a lot of demographics. The reason is not because we are born with fewer directors or VPs and let's say women versus men. It's a cultivated problem that we've been cultivating. So then it's the question of, well, what are your promotion practices? How are you evaluating people for those promotions that are then feeding that next level up across all of the industries and organizations? so just to your point it's where you're looking to source it's how you're cultivating the talent once you're there it's what you're valuing and how you're communicating what you're valuing all plays into who you're attracting keeping and progressing
0: I love that those three steps who you're attracting number one and I think they they, that gets lost in translation and I always asked, like, well, we don't know if we're doing a good job. And I was like, well, are your people of color referring their friends and family? Like, well, they are the engineer. I'm pretty sure they're the only one they know. <laughs> and I always laugh. I was like, mm, no, I can go through my phone. I'm pretty sure <laughs> African-American women engineers across, across different industries. So,
1: Well, and then think about even the language. So um, a recent conversation that I had was all about references. We were actually talking about COVID references. Uh, and my, my intern having a conversation who's, who's younger was struggling with some of the references he was coming across because he had never lived through them. And so these very important and potent messages were completely lost on him. He wasn't responding to 9-11. He was not in the workforce during the 2008 crash. And so to have these points of references didn't work for him. So imagine when you're having a reference-loaded job description for example, and the references don't resonate, not only does some of the meaning get lost, but you actually feel alienated. And it's amazing how many times we use these references based on our own cultural preferences. Um, As you might notice mine from my background, what my cultural preferences are. Uh, But that ends up alienating people. And so, you know, if you have problems with certain demographics, it could be one of the first places to look is simply how are you communicating your culture, your jobs, what you're stressing? And that could end up being alienating to more people than you realize.
0: Those are definitely key tips for any employer out there looking and working to create a more diverse and inclusive workplace. So definitely, definitely love, love that response. Um, what has been one thing you've learned that you that was just very surprising for you.
1: I probably shouldn't admit it, uh, but it was a very big lesson to learn. Uh, we, luckily, we learned it fairly early, but it was shocking. So when we came into this, my co-founder and I are, are both um, longtime business-to-business technology people. So my business partner did the, uh, the engineer, ran the engineering team. I ran the product design teams. Um, we worked together in the past. And I've done B2B technology in a lot of different facets for businesses. So when we came into this facet in the hiring process, we had made the assumption that the the biases, the distractions were were a process problem. So it's not that you didn't know what you were looking for. It's that you're getting distracted as you were evaluating it and going and making left turns you should have made. What we found fairly quickly was the prominent way of evaluating talent across a lot of different industries, a lot of different sizes was, I know it when I see it. So it wasn't a really well thought out defined list of here are the questions, here's what I'm looking for, here are my requirements and why wider requirements. It was a, I know it when I see it. And if history of humanity teaches us one thing, no, we really don't. <laughs> so- had to take a very big step back and start talking about how no you don't that's okay we're not supposed to know it when we see it we need to put the forethought into what's really important because otherwise what we're going to do is look for people like us exactly. because the logic is I'm amazing so therefore if you're like me you must be amazing and before you know it the entire company the team is all people who are similar and whatever those similarities are and that that comfort level, that logic is what gets in our way.
0: Wow. That, that, um, is somewhat surprising. I'll put it to you that way. It is somewhat surprising just from my, my own experiences. I would like you to tell all of our listeners how to get in touch with you.
1: Absolutely. So you can go to our website which is www.career.place right there um, and if you click the contact you'll be able to contact uh, our organization contact me um, or you can always go to linkedin and look me up my name is melissa dobbins and melissa dobbins and career.place you'll get me right up front and i'd love to hear from you
0: thank you so much melissa for joining us everybody i hope you really enjoyed this session Continue to tune in and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.